Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. For over a century, America has been the world's inventor, a country whose ideas and innovations transformed mankind. But today, our nation faces challenges at home and abroad, challenges that threaten our economic and military security and the very idea of American greatness. We have a great history of inventors in America who've done great things. The Wright brothers, Thomas Edison. We have a system that has encouraged people to be inventors, to solve problems by providing them with the ownership of what they actually created and patented. How do we turn inventions into innovations? How do we turn an idea in an inventor's head or something in a lab or the garage into a real-world product or a real-world service that other people can use and enjoy. And that's the key of the patent system. That's what patents as property rights do. A patent is a constitutionally created property right. It's something that our founders, our framers of our Constitution recognize. Our patent system used to be very strong and reliable. That's no longer the case. There's some big tech companies up here whispering in the ears of congressmen, sliding campaign donations to them and saying, we want you to dilute the patent system even more. Patents haven't just played an important role in growing our economy. They played a key role in developing the technologies that have made our country safe. Xi Jinping and the Chinese Communist Party in the last five years have made it abundantly clear that they intend to not just compete with the United States, they intend to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation drives economic security and national security. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. China's investing heavily in its own innovation, in its own military. They are serious competition for us. We need to up our game. And they've gone Hang on a second. What if we don't just steal the technology? What if we steal the system that America actually operated successfully and we implemented in China? What if we out America, America? Dominating technology means you dominate the economy of the world. Dominate the economy of the world, you dominate the world itself. It all goes back to the question of who is going to develop the technologies of tomorrow. Clearly, this is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 523. Available on Salem Now is Innovation Race, a documentary that explores the weaknesses in U.S. patent production and a threat China exposes in exploiting those weaknesses in establishing themselves as the world leader in innovative technology. A documentary that is as illuminating as it is a wake-up call to fix a broken patent system 
Innovation Race also marks the latest documentary from director Luke Livingston, who joins me now on a podcast. Luke, thank you so very much for your time today. Well, it's great to be here with you, Matt. So I'll say to you after, yeah, I'm really a novice when it comes to a lot of these issues that are in your documentary. And I found watching it, and I watched it twice, um, that it was a movie that kind of like just opened my eyes to like this really kind of pressing issue, issue when it comes to patents and also the, especially the theft of intellectual property, which I think people really need to kind of like open up their eyes and, and expose themselves to. Um, for yourself, this is really is like an issue of high importance through your production company, Ground Floor Films. You have delved into this issue before um, with previous movies. Um, what is it do you think about this issue that like the average person is missing and what do you think that your documentaries or you hope that your documentaries can can say to people in, in regards to what these issues are why it should be so important to the day-to-day lives of people around everywhere because i don't know if people know this but there's links to this issue to everything that goes on in their lives every day and they need to know more about it well it really what i think is interesting about this film is it explores the harms to national security if we indeed lose the innovation race to china because if they successfully hack our patent system and, and start to take what works so well for America over well over 150 years and brought us into dominance in, in technology and leadership and in the free world with all the great technologies, the iPhone, the automobile, the you know, computers, everything. Um, if they are able to take leadership in all that, then they will control the world's technology. China will control the world's economy and they'll control our viewers, they'll control everybody. So it's a, a great concern because um, it, it also goes to the core tenet of what's, what it is to be an American, the idea that this is a, an idea, the US patent, okay, was revolutionary when they, when they started this country. And until then it was, it was uh, uh, the king granted, you know, uh, granted intellectual property rights, you had guilds, but this was, this is the founding father saying, hey, we wanna give the average guy a chance to invent something, own that for exclusive right to, to profit off that for a limited amount of time, and then publish it. So everybody can see what it is, but you can't make it. Only the guy can make only the owner of the patent can make it. And then you build on top of that, and that's innovation. That's how things innovate. You come up with a new idea on how to take that idea to the next level. So it's really part of our constitution. And, and I see it, is, it, it goes down, to me, it's so important because it's almost a spiritual thing because you know, this is, if we believe truly that, that our rights come from God, then we are inspired to create things by God. And, and the Constitution provides that liberty to do that and then secures it through the intellectual property. So it goes, it goes really, you know, it goes way beyond just property rights and laws. And it goes to really the essence of who we are as, a, as free men. And I think something people tend to get mixed up as well is that when they hear innovation or invention and patent they think you know apple and all these other things like these really big kind of companies right. and it's it's not that it's about the the, the small inventor as a person in their garage or in their shed or wherever um, they're tooling the way creating something you know you, i guess in some ways you can call them the disruptors these people these radicals who think outside the box and make these yeah. things and these are the people that you know every every big idea that's out there every big company that's out there started with that one guy or a couple of guys in a small garage somewhere making something and it turned into a big thing and we're, as we're speaking right now maybe someone's doing that right now and the threat is really that not only is it like an economical uh, threat and security as well but there's also potential that the 
chance for these small inventors to make something, put it out there, secure it, and also, you know, in themselves create something like a, a company or something that can employ people and do everything. So that could be a right. threat as well. Well, that's right. I mean, that's that's what the that's what intellectual property rights do. It you create something of value, and then you're able to build a company. Look what Steve Jobs, right? Made the Mac, and he made the iPhone, and now it's the wealthiest company in the world. Well, what's happened, and what the reason, what we talk about in, in, the, in the film is that patents have, in the United States have become weak. Yeah. And that protection that you talked about for the little guy, for the small inventor, has really been threatened. Um, and it's all because of bureaucracy and what we call crony corporatism in the film. It's also called regulatory capture. Back during the tech boom in the early 2000s, the tech companies were getting their products out fast because they wanted to compete. They wanted to get out there fast. They were coming up with ideas and they're putting a lot of stuff into these devices and putting them to market. And, all, and then someone who owns the patent for that particular idea, all of a sudden they found, hey, you're infringing on my idea. You may not even know it, but I have a, I have a patent for that process or that software or that invention. And you need to pay me a license for it. And the tech company said, forget about this. We're 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 off, you know, we're we're off the races. We don't have time to deal with your lawsuits. So there were a lot of lawsuits coming at big tech companies back back then. So they went to US Congress and said, Hey, uh, these patent holders are coming to us and they're suing us. We gotta do something about this. So they lobbied Congress mm -hmm. to create a way to deal with uh patent conflicts, right? Because there's always conflicts with patents. I mean, there's always somebody saying, hey, I invented that. No, I invented that. But it really became uh, bad back in at that time. And uh, in the Obama administration and a, a, a Republican Congress, they passed a new law that created this tribunal inside the patent office called the Patent Trial and Appeal Board. And its purpose was to be really efficient with these patent conflicts and disputes, right? And figure it out and put these judges were just administrators, you know, that would figure out and decide on the on the patents. And most of the time, the defendants were the big tech companies who were defending themselves against infringement uh, claims by the inventors. And what happened was they kind of created a game board that they could control, big tech could control. And what happened is the system kind of got corrupted, unintended consequences led to a lot of uh, patent holders having their patents invalidated in the tribunal. So the tribunal will look and say, oh, well, that, that idea uh, is not original or it's uh, obvious that somebody would have come up with that idea or whatever. But the idea was that suddenly it became what was called a killing field for patents. And the big tech companies just kept uh, applying lots of attorney's fees and costs to everything. And the small guy would come up and just get batted back because big tech kind of ran the game board. So the very same office, the patent office, that granted the patent and said, yes, this is unique and new and nobody's ever come up with this idea before and you get this exclusive right. And, the, and down the hall, invalidate it. And it became a big problem with inventors over the course of about 10 years. And back in 2017, 16, inventors started to rise up and say, hey, this system is rigged against us. It's the big guy against the little guy. All those big tech companies that were once small guys in the garage that were uh, inventing and using their patents to protect their iPhones and so on. They're now, the gorilla's pulling the ladder up on the small guy and the small guy has no chance. And some of the stories, Matt, are heartbreaking and uh, of people that have put their life savings and their passion and it's their idea. And, and I, I did a film, a prequel to this called Invalidated. It's on Amazon Prime and it follows one inventor and, and his journey and kind of that was um, uh, 
Josh Malone, was it? Josh Malone, the balloon guy. And it's a real easy idea. It's an easy invention to understand and very unique. But he has his idea invalidated at the PTAB. And inventors were so frustrated that they gathered a, around a barrel in front of the patent office in Washington, D.C. and burned their patents because they were useless. They were no longer protecting their intellectual property, something they had spent thousands and tens of thousands and sometimes hundreds of thousand dollars defending were absolutely useless. And they were burning them. Imagine taking something like a book that you wrote, Matt, or your best review and, you know, just burning it in a can in front of you and saying, oh, this is, this is no longer, value, you know, no one, no one cares and there's no value to it anymore. And that's basically, that moved me to make this, make this film. It's um, when I was doing my research, I came across this um, bill that was passed back in 2011. It was called the America Invests Act. Uh, pretty much, it changed the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office's um, uh, procedure so that patents are awarded for the first applicant to submit paperwork to the office. And I was reading this article, and this was something that was passed in the Senate, signed off by Obama. And it's this um, quote, and it's, it may be kind of chuckle because it was both sad and funny at the same time. So it was from this guy called Michael DeGostas, who was um, from D'Agostas and Noah, who's a firm specializing in patent litigation. And he says, I haven't seen any empirical evidence, nor am I convinced that it will actually give an advantage to corporations over smaller companies. And I'm just thinking now, looking back on that, that that's not necessarily true either. The big companies are actually got so much more advantages over the smaller companies because, as you said before, the game's rigged against them. Well, yeah. Also, it, it you know, it, it's, it gets very technical. You... They have lots of lawyers and attorneys that that have a whole bar association for the PTAB now. So the individual inventor really is at a disadvantage. And a lot of people have come to this conclusion in a bar pa bipartisan manner. Even people that ran the patent office back then have said, wow, there are some unintended consequences of this law. There, it's, it's really been applied badly. There's, there's true injustice here. And now we have this bipartisan consensus in Congress that something needs to change. And it's, mm. it's really because of those inventors, those inventors, activists. You never think of inventors being activists. What's the last yeah, time you thought be. of the guy? Yeah, I mean, they should be all hunched over their bench in their garage, you know, inventing the next great thing. Um, and also that goes for people that work in large corporations that also invent things, you know, in large inventor groups. I mean, they shouldn't be worried that if they come up with something that's unique and new, right, and they patent it, and the patent office looks at it and says, we've studied this, nothing else like it, here's your patent. Give us a ten thousand bucks or whatever it costs to do that process, and then they should be uh, awarded the intellectual property, and nothing should keep them from 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 having that. But that's what's happened through this tribunal. So we've taken something that's really kind of wonky, right? Like you said, I've never heard about this. It's patent office. I didn't even. Is there a building for the patent office? Most people don't even know. But it's core to our Constitution. It's, it's in Article 1, Section 8 of our Constitution. It wasn't part of the Bill of Rights or any additional thinking years later. This was written, you know, Thomas, uh, George Washington signed, I think, the first patent, right? So it's, um, it's, it's something core to who we are. And, it, it's, and if we start to lose that type of, uh, those types of principles, um, it, it, we're in trouble. So fortunately, I think people are rallying around this. Films like Invalidated, films like Innovation Race, and we hope to screen it in the U.S. Capitol here uh, within a month or so. You know, we're starting to drive the, the, the emotion behind a very wonky issue when you start to see the faces of people harmed or explain it to the general public in a way that's entertaining. So they go, I didn't know that. That's terrible. I, I never heard of this before. You know, this one's got to be done. 
The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by TeePublic. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, TeePublic is sure to have something you'll love. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Amazon, the world's leading online store Amazon is your first stop to buy a wide range of products at competitive prices with fast delivery times. Amazon is also a world-class entertainment hub that includes Prime Video, Audible, Twitch, Amazon Music, and more. Sign up with Amazon today and experience the best in online shopping and entertainment. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. So you have, there's like these two kind of like um, uh, storm fronts, I guess you could say, that are going against like the, the small inventor and innovation and so on. So we talked about big tech and kind of bureaucracy on one end. Then on the other end, other end you've got China. Um, and China, right. especially of late, have really been in front of mind because there's so many things happening with them in regards to their influence over um, technology, social media, and of course, we're talking about your movie here, innovation and patterns as well. Um, especially when it comes to intellectual theft, inter, a theft of intellectual property. So I think the number was like six hundred million dollars a year it costs yeah. uh, for that. Um, and there's this thing in the movie they talk about, which that that China, it's like almost kind of like a a, a mission statement or a business plan that China have. Um, if I could just bring it up here, it is um, evade, embrace, and supplant. Um, can you just right. explain to us how that works in regards to China stealing our intellect, uh, intellectual property in, in, in rights and how that has made them into the, like, the monolith that we see right now in regards to innovations and even things like education as well? Well, I mean, why take this? I mean, I, I kind of led with this in a conversation, but, you know, why take a, an American topic, an American uh, bureaucracy, and how, what does China have to do with this? Well, it has a lot to do with it because China is moving from infringement, you know, stealing ideas. That's what they've been doing for a long time. Technology transfer. You want access to our well, market, give us all your tech. Such, yeah. Knockoffs, yeah. ripoffs, everything, right? And, um, you know, you can have our manufacturing and our access to our market if you give us all your intellectual property. But they're moving now from infringement to innovation. And we talk about this movie. It's the main concept of the film is that China wants to leave behind stealing ideas and just copying stuff. They want to own the innovations and technology of the future. They, they're, they're not satisfied with just, you know, making copies of stuff. They want to come up with new ideas. They've learned enough through manufacturing now, and they're technologically savvy. And they've said, how do we do that? Well, we're going to give the little guy a chance to invent and make some money with their invention. And gee, look at the US government, what they did. They came up with this patent system that worked great for you know well over uh, 200 years until 2011 when they passed these laws to, to dilute it and ruin it. And what worked for America, let's apply that here. So China is making it very easy to um, get injunctive relief, which we can no longer do here in the United States. The Supreme Court ruined that so that you have no way to sue an infringer and get financial a uh, financial penalty, penalty and pay back. Um, they also uh, have uh, uh, made it a lot easier for people to patent there. So China sees what we've done to weaken our patent system, shoot ourselves in the foot here, and they're now taking advantage of that because they feel that if they can control the technology of the future, they'll control the world. And evade uh, the, the, the 
what we're trying to do is when we talk about um, uh, embrace, ev- evade, embrace, and supplant, we're talking about the process China goes through to you know evade our laws, then embrace our system like the patent system, and then supplant by replacing us. And uh, when we made this movie, uh, they released a statement saying that they want to you know control world governance of intellectual IP. They want to they want to sit on all these boards, you know, these international like the the the, the monetary boards and the health boards and all those worldwide organizations. They want to have majority rule on these things, and they'd love to be on any kind of IP world committee too. Throughout the your documentary, um, there's like a story that's being played out, um, like a, a fictional narrative story about a young inventor who is like, you know, in her classroom inventing stuff. She's like the symbol of the future. And she's going to have to go up against all of these kind of like things that all so many inventors in America have to face right now. Um, The interesting thing about the younger generation is that I find that, and you have to correct me if I'm wrong here, because, you know, I'm I'm not with the kids these days. I'm in my 40s now. So, Um, but what I, I find these days is that, it doesn't seem to be any more about innovation, but content creation when it comes to a lot of like um, younger people now. They don't look so much to Steve Jobs anymore as much as they look to Mr. Beast, you know, like that kind of stuff. Right. Are you right. at all um, wary or concerned at all that maybe the future of um, innovation in, in America and just the Western world in general, not only will it be diluted because of all the things we've been talking about right now, but maybe it might be diluted because the what used to be the dream of many kids when they were younger that they wanted to create these cool tech things and make the future better. Maybe the dream now is how they can create a viral video and try to make memes of that off YouTube. Well, Matt, I, I mean, that's why I made the movie, man. I mean, you know, that's the, what, what I'm trying to do is wake, I'm trying to take like this topic and wake people up to these concepts, right? It, it's, it, this movie's not made for the, uh, you know, the PTAB Lawyer Association, okay, or, you know, it, although those people understand it really well, the idea is to get this product and this film in front of the general public. And that's why I made that story about the young inventor, right? She's uh, in a STEM lab, you know, science, technology, education, and math. She's in a robotics fair. She's trying to come up with an idea, an original idea to win this science fair. And it takes the viewer through a narrative story of, 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 invention and inspiration and coming up with an idea and, and solving a problem and then having it stolen, right? And then her trying to save her invention and, and, and everything. So it's uh, in, 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 in how her recording, I don't want to get into it, but I'm spoil it for everybody. It's a simple eight-page script I wrote mm-hmm. and we dropped in there to make it interesting because it is a wonky, you know, you just can't all have all these experts talking nonstop, you know, here's a doctor, here's a lawyer, here's an inventor, you know, let's go back to the doctor and the lawyer, you know, so I wanted, I wanted to create something interesting, um, kind of like we did with Invalidated, we followed a, a real inventor and his problem, but we really wanted to write, I wanted to write a story that explored some of these concepts so people would understand them, and it does worry me, it does worry me that kids are so focused on creating entertainment content and not, um, and not, new ideas and inventions. But you know, it's that a lot of that, what we see on TikTok and all that is, is what we see on TikTok. There are still kids out there, you know, inventing stuff and, and sitting down, putting down the phone and focusing on coming up with ideas and inventing and writing code and, and, and all that. So an AI is probably going to aid them in all that coming up. That's goes my next question in regards to artificial intelligence. Um, for me, that's something that's a major concern 
Um, of course, there are the big world implications that have people have in regards to artificial intelligence. For myself, I'm a writer. I'm a film critic. I look at my industry, and I'm really concerned that there could be a pattern in regards to or invention in regards to artificial intelligence that could supplant my whole industry. I mean, why should editors pay, you know, a, um, a writer, freelance writer, 15, 20 cents uh, per word to do an article when they can have a program that can write the stuff for them, just put the parameters and let it go? And that really concerns me. In fact, it scares actually even shit out of me, to the truth, right, because right. that's my, it's my bread and butter. When it comes to artificial intelligence and patterns surrounding artificial intelligence, is that race on right now? Is China and America both really going at loggerheads in regards to who's going to in, in control the, the future of that industry? Well, we wanted to get into that in the film. Can, you know, what what happens when AI starts to invent things, okay? The, when AI finds something new and fresh, because AI can, you know, the whole idea of getting a patent is, is scrubbing through all what's called prior art, things that have been invented and patented, and then, yeah. this, and then building something that's novel and new and different and uh, on top of that. So AI is used to kind of scour all of the prior art so that you know that you're coming up with something new and inventive. The idea is, you know, can AI invent something? And I'm not sure where the law is on that. Um, unfortunately, I, I, it was something that was brought up by Laura Peter, who I interviewed in the film. We just never had time to get into it. It was kind of, all of a sudden now we got to explain AI and it's like, we didn't have time for it. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy how things are changing. But I, I think that, um, Hopefully it'll, it'll be for the better. I mean, you really hope it will. I mean, uh, one thing that I, I studied a paper called Innovation Warfare. Very mm -hmm. interesting uh, legal note that was written by, uh, uh, by some people that helped me with the film. And the idea is to is start using the, AI. Is that the one from the um, North Carolina Journal of Law and Technology? Right, right. Yeah, and it's, it written by, yeah. it's written by some military experts and IP experts, some of the best brains in the world. And they, uh, you know, they say, look, we need to use IA AI to look at wh what is the future technology? What are, what are the future trends in technology that are patentable? How do we place bets on those patents as we move forward so that we can secure those patents either, you know, from people that own them or whatever, so that we can, we can help, we can be on the cutting edge of technology moving forward. And that it's a, it's a great concept and AI plays a big part in that. Yeah, I got that. I got the paper right here in front of me, and I'm going to put it in the show links down below because I haven't read all of it. It's quite lengthy, but I'm like, from what I've read so far, it's incredibly uh, just good. Like again, kind of like eye-opening stuff here. Um, you know how you know how as a writer, you know, you get a book or something, or some something inspires you. It's like I I, I opened that up on a plane to the West Coast from Atlanta. And I was going out there to interview some folks, and I just dove into this thing. I was just like marking it up, and it's, it was like you know you have it clutched under your arm. He's going, "This is this is this this baby's hot. This is what I want to talk about in my film," you know. Yeah. And uh, and it gets really really complicated, but um, very interesting stuff because it is a true innovation warfare describes a way to beat China without in an, in an unrestricted warfare kind of way, right? So that. We have to fire a shot, but we all of a sudden become extremely competitive with them to the point where they they don't they can't uh, you know t take any violence out on us. They've got to play with us. They got to they got to work with us because we yeah. will control technology. You know that's the idea. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about Ground Floor Video, which is your uh, production company. Yourself and your wife Joanne have really kind of made this kind of thing. And you've got some bunch yeah. of documentaries out now in regards to it. 
What is um, the future of ground floor video for you? Are we going to continue looking at documentaries of these subjects? Uh, these subjects, these, uh, what, what is it that you're hoping to achieve further on down the line? And uh, in regards to uh, how you, with your filmmaking so far, in getting your films out there with distribution and such, how, how has that journey been for you? Because, you know, I, I speak to a lot of filmmakers and making a film is one thing, trying to get it out there to the people to watch is a different one altogether. So what's the experience been like for you and what's the, what's the future hold? Well, I've, I've used kind of the grant model, the idea of going to a nonprofit with an idea I'm passionate about and saying, you know, just weaseling my way in there or whatever, and then getting the million, two million bucks to, to make the movie and get the P&A together and then, and then, you know, find an EP in Hollywood to help, you know, get it through the MPAA. And, all. and so the idea is I've kind of used the grant model. I really don't raise money through investors. And uh, it's a challenge. A lot of nonprofits, you know, they're not, they're not in the business to make movies, right? They're in the business to to tell, tell their story for their, their mission statement. But that's what I've done. And that's been successful because it's kept me employed and allowed me to, 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 you know, to stay into these, these, uh, dive into these political areas. Um, first film was in 2011. It was a limited release, um, in, uh, about politics and it, it did, it did well. It was a very award, award-winning film. But since then we've kind of tackled these issues like, you know, Obamacare and the border, and uh, um, uh, the, the, uh, the weaponization of government, things like that. And a lot of this stuff, you know, it doesn't really attract a general audience, right? So I'd love to do more stuff. I'd like to tell, I'd like to, first of all, I'm reading more screenplays now. I'd like to, I, my screenplay a teacher in college wrote Top Gun. His name's Jim Cash, and, and mm-hmm. uh, he's passed now. But I always thought, hey, if Jim Cash gave me a 4.0 at University of Michigan, I guess I... <laughs> when I didn't know what I was doing, I think I could write something. So I'd love to do that. I'd like to or, or find a script and, and do a narrative thing. There's a thriving film community here in Georgia. You know, yes. you know, we have the tax rebate here. So um, and my some of my friends have made narrative films or they're another guy who worked on this film is off making a series right now. So I'd just like to do that before I like check out my career. I'd love to I'd love to make a movie that that people, you know, don't have to sit there and go, well, I don't agree with this politically or this is a. This seems like a political thing, you know. Well, I love to story. see it because I love to see it because I love what you're doing with your documentaries. And I was talking to a couple of filmmakers not long ago, and we were talking about the importance of having different voices within the industry, um, just bringing different films to light um, in regards to a lot of different topics as well. Because I, because I think the problem with the the like the mainstream film industry, I guess you can say lately, is that everyone seems to be coming from the same kind of like. Um, uh like mind frame kind of like thing like the movie seem the yeah. same the ideas seem the same i love talking to filmmakers like yourself that helped me kind of open my eyes and learn about the world and about different things in the world and how important things like you know pat like for example your movie patterns are and such and i really appreciate that i just want to say thank you to yourself and your mm-hmm. wife joanne in, in regards to putting it all together and um for everyone out there listening, Innovation Race, I really recommend people check this documentary out. I think it's really important. Um, you can watch it at SalemNow.com, but you can also go to InnovationRaceMovie.com as well, and you can find in, um, a lot of uh, information there in regards to the movie. And, um, yeah, I'd like to see what, what what happens next in regards to what else other topics you're going to have, because I think the next big one could be artificial intelligence, because that thing just seems to be 
Oh, no, no, it's kind of scary, kind of like Skynet scary in, in a sort of way. But um, who knows? It could be good as well. I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm more of a, a pessimist, I guess, when it comes to <laughs> topics like that. But um, right. yeah, but um, I, I do thank you so much for your time today, Luke. It's been a, a great pleasure to talk to you and congrats with the movie too. Like I said, um, it's, it's something that's really opened my eyes and maybe realize what's going on out there um, and, in a topic that more people should, should know more about. So thank you for that. That's pretty shocking. People can check it out in Australia. I know that. It's on salemnow.com. So. Awesome. Okay. Thank you very much, Luke. Bye-bye.